Hello, you're listening to The Joys of Teaching Literature. My name is Scott Cameron. We're talking about all things high school English, how to make your life easier, how you can not bring work home, how you can really enjoy going, walking into the classroom and getting excited about walking into the classroom and everything that can to make your life better and um, to make you happier. <laughs> so uh, this week I, I've been thinking about, I'm, I'm titling this Learning as a Sport. Um, you know, what if we, what if we treated our, our students like we treat athletes? That's basically my, my topic here. And I've been thinking um, a lot about creating a, a course for, for new teachers. I, I offer online professional development for high school English teachers. Um, and actually, if you want to find out what topics I cover in those courses um, that are designed specifically for, for what we do, um, you can go to the, the, the teachersworkshop.com. And so I've been thinking about branching out a little bit to, to I've been listening to, <laughs> I've actually been listening and reading a lot about just general education and some of the podcasts I've been listening to and um, different people just talking about broadly what works. And I, I think that's always a challenge. It's actually part of the reason I started Teachers Workshops because I felt there was a need for, um, you know, there's a, there, I see that there's a, probably a handful of people doing what I do out there. Uh, in the virtual world, um, but I, you know, just as far as professional development in general is concerned, I, I felt a sort of gap in content area, job, we'll call it job embedded professional development. Some research, researchers call it that. Um, the idea is that you're just getting into the nitty gritty of, of what you actually do, which is, you know, we teach, but we also teach our content areas, um, in this case, English and language and literature. So I just felt like, you know, it's really important because, especially because we probably majored, I'm assuming we majored in literature and English, uh, because that's what we're passionate about. So to tie together those two things that we're passionate about, which is inspiring children and, you know, hoping that they really get something out of their study of literature, writing creatively and all, all those, and creating, you know, even nonfiction and um, t- writing about fun topics and doing all those using technologies that are new like podcasts and uh, video essays and that sort of thing. Um, you know, so that's basically why I created the teacher's workshop. Um, but, but I also now have been thinking that a lot of what I do, I can still use examples from my classroom. I can still um, talk about like my experiences in the classroom, but always f- framing them in the context of, well, what does this look like maybe for, for any classroom and, you know, what kind of important questions can we ask ourselves about how we do things um, that will help us sort of reevaluate and, and sort of rethink how we do what we do in our class? And mostly, again, with the idea that we can make our lives easier for ourselves uh, by working smart and not hard. Uh, and you know, I'm thinking about, I'm basically thinking about framing the, con- the, the course itself, sort of thinking about making um, three courses actually, um, and framing it in, in, the spirit of, of, of sports and, uh, and all those sort of comparisons in my mind, I'm like really been thinking a lot about how similar and different, um, classrooms are from say stadiums or playing fields. Um, and so the three different sort of sections of the course, I'm going to call support. The first section is called support, um, success. The second section or the second course would be called success. And the third section is satisfaction. So kind of calling the support, success, and satisfaction for all students. 
Um, now, there's some important differences about sports, uh, you know, in the fact that you're competing against another team when you're on a sport. Like you're working together as a team, but you're always working against someone else. That's, I think, the unique and really special thing about education is that you're always work, working together um, as a, you know, a as a maybe you're working in groups, but you're working as a class to achieve an objective. But then you're also working as a school to achieve an objective. You're working as a perhaps county, a state, a, a nation, a world to achieve these these goals that we have, and then which is, you know, to kind of fix uh, the problems of society, right, broadly speaking. So that's what we're talking about this week. So what if we treated our athletes like our students, like we treat athletes? What if we taught like a coach at halftime? What if we could recreate the same enthusiasm and energy that we have for sports in our classrooms? Um, if you were ever an athlete, and so I played, so I guess I'll kind of talk a little bit about all the different sports I played. I, um, my parents are Scottish, so of course I had a ball at my feet when, basically as soon as I could stand up. Um, but I played everything. I played baseball. I actually remember playing in one all-star football game as a child, which... It was a total disaster, but really fun. Um, sw I was really enthusiastic swimmer. Loved swimming uh, from a, from a young age. Um, basketball. I played basketball a lot at recess when I was a kid, and also in sort of rec leagues. And I think I played for a year in middle school. I played volleyball. I remember one year I tried out track because I, you know I played soccer, so I was a sort of runner. So I tried track one year. But yeah, we had this really good volleyball team in, in high school that I played for. Um, and that was interesting because I didn't know anything about volleyball going into high school. And then by the end, I got pretty good uh, just because you kind of pick up all, all these skills that you're taught. And so, yeah, I, I've played a, a lot of different sports. I've, I, you know, I even recreationally play tennis. Um, and so, yeah, there, it, it, I've always just been I always just love sports. And so and I think mostly just because and even even as a spectator, and I, I think a lot of us probably fall in that category too. Maybe we didn't play that many sports when we were kids, but you know we sit around for the, the Sunday football games. It's probably the most popular American sport is football. Uh, I remember <laughs> growing up and being obsessed with the Dolphins. Um, I don't know why. I think it's like local swim team I was on with the Dolphin, and I just really, really like Dan Marino as a as an athlete. I'm more of a person that cheers on people. Um, although I, I, I still believe very much in the, in the home team <laughs> and the idea that you should root on your, your home team. But uh, for some reason, as a kid, I really, I really was hoping Dan Marino would win a Super Bowl, and <laughs> he broke my heart every time. But I just I thought he was like one of the greatest athletes of all time, and I still think he is. Um, so, so if we're coming at it from that perspective, I, I think even in that same spirit, it's you know, gathering together with family, gathering together with friends, having an excuse to be social, and all of those different things. We appreciate sort of what goes into a sports and how, you know, how seriously, I, th I think about this a lot, actually. We, we take sports so seriously, and every week I watch the Philadelphia Eagles, I root them on every week, and I get really emotionally upset when they lose and listen to this local station, WIP, um, the it's funny. I mostly listen to it after they lose, sometimes after they win, um, but because they just share in that emotional <laughs> and all those emotions, uh, and they just they get so angry, they curse, you know, and 
um, just get really worked up about it. And it, the thing that I think is cool is that it's it's all imagination. It's all just this thing we make up. It's a metaphor. I'm cheering on the eagles. Like, no, I'm, we're not cheering on eagles, right? We're cheering on, like, you know, adults you know, that throw a ball around. It's it's absolutely ridiculous when you think about it. It's just a game. It doesn't doesn't mean anything. Um, but it but it means something in that we we create like anything else we we create meaning out of it like we find meaning in it because we think it's beautiful and because we we appreciate when somebody practices something so much that they get really good at it and they can demonstrate that skill and perfect it and catch the ball in a certain way and just get their toes right inside the line and get the ball right inside the line so the other person can't get it um, or if it's swimming you know. You, think about the symmetry of the smoke the, the stroke and remember uh, Michael Phelps one time after he uh, was losing this I think it was a pre- preliminary round of the Olympics and he was losing and then going into this flip turn he did the flip turn and then when he came out on t- on the water at the t- you know came out to the surface he was ahead of everybody <laughs> I was like so confused like wait how did that happen and so the the interviewer uh was uh, talking and asking him like what on earth happened at, at the flip turn you were losing and then you were winning all of a sudden and he kind of shrugged it off and said oh yeah i i went underneath the wake of everybody and just ended up out on the top <laughs> i just like laughed like wait so he did a flip turn behind everyone else and the wake that was near the surface of the water that everyone else generated um, he went underneath of that. <laughs> you think about how like, incredible that is, right? He went underneath that wake, and and to where the water was calm, where it would where he would more you know find an easier path, the least path, the path of least resistance, if you will, to the surface of the water, which helped him propel himself past everyone else. <laughs> And, and, you know, of course, put his body in the streamlined position. Um, that's just, it's insane. Um, and there's so many really great things like that about sports. And I, I, so I played a bunch of sports. I, I played uh, soccer in college for just a, a month, I think. Uh, the traveling was pretty intense. So I kind of looked at the schedule and all the bus trips we were supposed to make. And I was like, all right, I got to try to focus on my schoolwork here. I'm not going to be like a professional soccer player so I didn't want to like sacrifice all my time when I was trying to do well in school so um but uh, I also taught I was a taught like <laughs> this is where I'm going with this but I coached a I was assistant coach on my high school um, the, the high school where I teach I was the assistant coach of the the boys and girls swim team there and that was a really really great experience as well um, we went to the state finals and like the, felt like the whole town was there because it was so loud and um, just a lot of great, great memories coaching. And, and it's interesting thinking about the, the kind of culture that you create on a team is very similar to the culture that you create in your classroom as far as like wanting people to show up and um, – you know, work their hardest and perfect a technique and a skill. And actually, I learned that. I actually had a remember had a conversation with my my supervisor at the time. She was like, "Oh, how's how's coaching swimming?" I said, "You know, what's amazing about it is that it's the same thing as teaching." Because I remember working with because uh, I was assistant coach, I was working with like sort of up and coming swimmers, if you want to call them that. And uh, and so I said, "You know, when you teach them how to do it, 
you you show it to them, you model it, you know, just like we do in our classrooms. And and then the great thing is you get to see it. You get to actually see the stroke improve and you get to see them swim faster. And and so when you're when you're in this classroom though, it's it's not it's not always that simple and it's not always that quick. You know, it's it's especially with writing, it's like this skill that takes time and you're not gonna instantly see results. Maybe I guess if you're revising a sentence and you're like, oh yes, that sentence is much better than the one that you just wrote. Um, but it was, you know, it's kind of just cool to, because you know, on a day-to-day basis, you're just exchanging ideas with the with the hope that when they write the next essay, that those ideas will be better, you know, and that their their writing will progress throughout the year. So it's it's a little bit more difficult to to actually see it. So the the immediacy of of seeing the stroke improve was was really fun. Um, so my point is that it's. If you've ever been involved in sports in any way, you know how magical it all is and, and, and how much athletes look forward to competing. You know, when you have a big game coming up, there's nothing like that feeling. And I remember that feeling that when I was coaching too, just thinking like, oh, man, I'm so excited to be at school today to teach. But also because after school, we have this really, really important meet coming up. Um, I remember when I was when I when I was around twelve years old. I don't want this memory stick. I have so many memories of sports, and I think that's what it, what's in, what's great about sports too. That we want to try to uh, duplicate in our classroom. This is where I'm going with this. Is like how can we make our classrooms like sports? Because we do. We remember so much. Um, I remember things about my classroom as well, of course. Um, but sports are they're, they're just things that stick with you, and lessons that you learn. Um, I was. 12 and I remember it was raining after school one day and I had a, a baseball game later that that afternoon and evening um so I was really upset I'm like ah, this game's definitely gonna get canceled you know baseball's like that if it rains you can't really play and then all of a sudden it was like one of those beautiful moments where the sky just opens up and the sun pokes out and you're like oh man and it was like halfway or sorry, 30 minutes or half half an hour before the game started. So I'm like, oh my gosh, we're totally going to play. The sun just came out. It's really warm now. And uh, <laughs> I remember that on the radio. you got to wonder if the DJ kind of like, all right, put that song on, you know, because local stations, you know, maybe they experience the same thing. And I like, throw on uh, I Can See Clearly Now by Jimmy Cliff. It came on the radio, if anybody remembers that song. Um but I just like got goosebumps. Like, how did that song just come on the radio when the sun poked its head out? Yeah, I remember my friend on my baseball team called me up. He's like, "Oh, did you see the sun just came out? Like, our game's gonna be on." <laughs> you know, it was twelve-year-old excitement. Um, but think about how excited, you know. And I guess we were excited about school at that age too, right? But you know, that kind of intense, like, like excitement, um, anticipation, I guess, longing maybe is the right word, um, is, is what we what we really want and I think kids as they move along through the ages lose a little bit of that uh, because it becomes more about college and what are you going to do with your life and you know sit in that chair and quiet and you know it becomes more serious which it should be you know it's not like you can't just you know have these wild days of school and you know these but but yeah there's we definitely want to, to kind of have that fun still happen in our class, or at least that that whatever that that attitude that we have towards sports is, that's what we want, right? We want kids to be excited to be there, um, to come into our class, knowing something good's going to happen, that we're going to take it seriously, we're going to like really root them on and cheer them on. Um, I mean, think about that. Like, th- I think about when, when I was a coach, I would come in after a big meet, 
and my I couldn't talk because I lost I would lose my voice from just screaming because everybody else is screaming and you're just like go oh, you know these close like my one of my favorite things my gosh in all sports is the close race and swimming it's like oh my god here it comes like this person's coming from behind and they're gonna catch that person and everybody starts making noise because they and it doesn't matter my favorite thing is it doesn't matter what lane it's in sometimes like you know obviously if they're going for first place and it's close and everybody's like ah you know but it, my favorite thing is even if it's off in lane five or six you still everybody just gets really loud and they just oh it's a close race and everybody starts screaming and all of a sudden as as a, you know especially when you're in the water you're like oh man like this is so close i have to turn it on right now and even if you lose it's still a good feeling you know because you're just like ah oh, i gave it my all he just got me you know what difference does it make it's like a quarter of a second you know who cares really it's like you're pretty much tied it just happens to be that they got that half quarter of a second on you and um so yeah i want i want i want school to be like that yeah i want i want school to be this this really fun place um that that people they have this shared goal where it's like we you know in the case of sports it's um the championship right but in the case of education it's it's doing something great for society and saying something great right saying something that that makes somebody's hair rise on the back of their neck right um and so and, and saying something inspiring, saying something that's going to mean something—that's that's what we want our classrooms to be like. So um, that's how I'm going to frame this course. So let's think a little bit more about this. You know, what are the benefits of making education more like a playing field? Um, think about how athletes treat mistakes. Right? There's so many, so many great things that we can compare here. Um, mistakes are are treated like they're just things that happen. They're they're they inspire us to do better next time we get mad and then we're like i'm gonna get that goal next time that ball comes to me you know um think about this way athletes rely on teammates to help them improve right so it's not just this individual act of course a lot of it's individual but we do work with other people to help you know to help them you know to help the whole team improve athletes i don't you know if i have like special experience but i feel like a lot of teams do this where uh, we have socials, right? We have socials to bond, like pizza night or pasta night. Um, we just get to know each other off the playing field, you know. And are there opportunities for that to happen in class, or how can that, you know, how can that be the culture of our class, where people are walking out the door talking about what happened in class, just like we, you know, want to talk about the game after the game. Um, I play soccer um, in a men's league, and every <laughs> after the game, we always have a drink and. Uh, sort of just talk about the game and uh, you know we socialize of course but we get to know each other and we become friends so so winning is like better because we know each other and you know we know about each other's families and lives and stuff like that or each other's interests and so we win we 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 we're, you know it's not just something we're, we're teammates we, we're just playing soccer together uh, it's something where we know each other and we we really want to do well because we're familiar with each other and we know each other um, think about coaching. Coaching coaches break down skills into manageable parts. They run short drills to help us master to help the, their athletes master those skills. They speak loudly. <laughs> I've had we've all probably had a, a a couple different types of coaches in our in our lives. Um, they they some some of the coaches I have will use, they'll use really wild body language where they're throwing their finger and pointing to one goal or. 
you know, the one part of the, the court or whatever it is. Um, they're trying to get the whole this whole crowd of people to, to see the big picture and you have to go over here and you have to come over here and support and, you know, when somebody has the ball here, you got to make a run down the wing and, uh, you know, trying to you got to get them to see that it's not just one person dribbling the ball around and shooting it, right? It's, it's you know, us seeing each other around the field and seeing where each other, where we are and where we're going to go. And um, and that's how, how plays develop. And when two or three or four people are kind of connecting and communicating in that way, um, that's when goals happen. Um, you know, coaches demonstrate the techniques that they want their athletes to master. You, you know, think about modeling in classroom. A coach will actually model it with their own arms and, and, and legs. Here's how you shoot. Here's how you cross. Here's how you do this or that. And they demonstrate it themselves first. And then, of course, you might get another couple of people on the team to do it and say, hey, can you show this person this skill here? Um, they're not afraid to be loud. Um, or use a whistle. <laughs> okay, it's I'm not gonna bring a whistle to class, but uh, <laughs> I've brought it to practice a couple times just to be funny. Um, but you, but you get my point. There's like a seriousness there and a fun that's there, right? Um, our schools already kind of function like sports organizations. Right? We get a lot. We give students a lot of opportunity to perform: music, singing, acting, art. We display their art. Science and math competitions, poetry recitations. We have a something called Poetry Out Loud that I participate in. And news broadcasts, right? That's a performance in a way, just like sports are a performance. These performances are, are very similar to the, to the, say, championship game we love to watch at the end of our favorite team season. We're really immersed in it. And it's the product of a lot of work. Well, we love sports the way we love stories, uh, and characters they're full of surprises disappointments successes miracles limitations flaws discovery beauty conflict and extraordinary accomplishments so that's how so that's how i'm going to frame the course is by and i guess i'll take you through the, my list of topics <laughs> if you're into this right now um and of course i'm going to in, in talking about the topics, I'm gonna I'm not just gonna talk about sports, right? I'm gonna talk about teaching, and I'll, I'll show you uh, different resources, uh, both websites uh, where you can find more information about those topics. Uh, you're gonna be able to uh, see my the things that I use in my class, and I'm I'm gonna try to, to focus on activities and and student work that could be uh, completed in any from kindergarten all the way through through senior year of high school uh, and and also of course tell stories about my classroom uh, and and always use a you know use techniques that are our best practices and are research based uh, and I'll try to you know, bring that research up uh, or cite that research as I as it's appropriate um, so here's the here's the topics so, so the first course is called supporting all students so uh, the first topic is incremental learning learning the basics first and so so i'm basically saying all right the first sort of descriptor incremental learning is for ac the academic side and then the sports analogy part is on the other side so on the academic side we have incremental learning on the sports side we have learning the basics first and then of course learning a sport 
is also sort of incremental in a way where you build on prior knowledge. Um, the next topic is activity and time management. And so the, the comparison there is planning, practice, and drills. Motivating and celebrating students is the next topic. And the corresponding topic there for sports is team culture. The next topic is teacher support and collaboration. And then my comparison is the coaching staff. The next topic is conferencing with students. And then the comparison is individual and team feedback. So that's really important of, I think, any grade level is feedback. Um, the next topic is student-student support and group work, so working together, uh, either as pairs or groups. And, of course, this is the easy comparison, teamwork and grouping athletes, but you know how we group our students and thinking about that. Uh, on The next topic is online support, and then I'm comparing that to scheduling and communicating with, with your team as a coach. So the next course is success for all students, and the first topic is the learning and testing balance. And I'm comparing that to um, training. And then the next topic is the question of homework. And I'm comparing that to the frequency and length of practice. Um, Note-taking and differentiation. And I'm comparing that to uh, creating graphics and visuals. And I was thinking in particular of the, uh, the basketball whiteboard, you know, the, the court. Uh, there's a graphic of a court that coaches will use. And I think uh, in volleyball we'll, we'll have graphics of of plays and of course football is very high is very uh, intense when it comes to their graphics so we'll sort of talk about you know all the different ways we can visualize and learn and all of that um, the next topic is grades and what they represent and the <laughs> i couldn't find one for this one but the, the the thing that i i'm comparing it to in sports is the this this thing we say um, i think it's mostly something that parents will say to their kids that are athletes and they'll just say, just have fun. <laughs> just make sure you're having fun. And it's one of those things when you're a kid, you, you do get stressed about sports sometimes and winning and you really want to win and really want to like be on the starting squad or whatever. Um, but it's, but you ha you do, you have to remember like this is, it's a game. You're supposed to be having fun and you're not going to like be angry at people and yell, yell at the referee and foul somebody hard and, you know, do all those things that are the kind of uglier side of sports. Um, and so, and, and I think grades are that way too, right? Sometimes we get upset about a bad grade or, you know, becomes competitive with grades. So I, that's kind of my attitude with that one is like, if, if there was an expression, have fun playing, it would be just have fun learning, right? Let's just focus on learning. Um, so anyway, the next topic is equitable teaching, uh, the level playing field. And so there's a lot of interesting comparisons there with equity. Um, first of all, you have a very you have athletes coming from wherever um, background and, and country. I mean, you think about the Olympics. Um, so that's got tremendous value as far as why we love sports. I think first of all is because all of those differences kind of go away, and we can end up playing a sport next to somebody that we normally wouldn't even be friends with because we live in a certain neighborhood and from a certain area uh, and things like that. So I think that's a really cool thing about sports. Um, and is, and, and it is again, something we should definitely carry over into education because we, we don't really do that, but we, in some ways, right, there's, there's um, private teams, right? We pay a little bit more money and a little bit better of a coach 
right? If you want to get to that next level and be that elite. And so those kind of comparisons are all there. Uh, or where, is, where are the, the advantages that certain the athletes have over others? Um, but, you know, of course, me, I'm going to focus on education and how uh, we can reach every student um, and eliminate some of these the, the gaps that exist um, where every student can can feel like they can be successful in our classes regardless of, you know, <laughs> well, regardless of the, the tracking that happens and everything else in schools with advanced courses and college-level courses and things like that. But, yeah, so equity, I think, is uh, something we'll, I'll talk about. And then next topic is metacognition. So that's, in sports, would be, you know, the pregame, the pregame preparation and then the postgame analysis. And this is very important education. The idea of, like, okay, what, what happened? Um, let's talk about it for a second. You know, you don't talk about it for too long because you want to you get back to practice, right? Practice is the, you know, that's the most important thing. And in our case, the exchange of ideas and the learning of the material is the important thing. Uh, but you do want to kind of evaluate and, and make a plan. You're like, all right, this happened last game. We have to work on this next time. All right, let's move forward and, and work on that, right? So that's you know, sort of what part of metacognition. And then uh, the next topic is positive parent-teacher relationships. So obviously that's not exactly applicable, but you know, the comparison would be community building and public relations and sort of how to, how to deal with you know, your, your message, not kind of your messaging or just your, your objective, what you want to achieve and staying focused on the positive. And then the next course would be satisfaction for all students. So uh, the next, the first topic in that course is com- competitions and getting students outside the classroom. Um, so this comparison would be habits and, and team dinners and parties. Uh, then the next topic is publishing and displaying student work. So that's that's the really intense part of sports, right? You're talking about the stadium, awards, championships, records, like all the ways that we celebrate great performances in sports. Uh, the next topic is independent and choice work. And so the comparison there would be, you know, playing like athletes playing different sports uh, and taking on different positions. Uh, so that's the comparison there. And then uh, when to teach with technology is the next topic. And of course, there's technology for everything now. So in sports, it would be using video and apps to master technique. Uh, the next topic is project-based learning. And uh, the comparison there would be innovation and creativity. So you're talking about like your Allen Iversons and athletes who, who kind of took their sport to the next level uh, by being creative and innovative and, and really wowing people with, with something sort of new and, and creative. And that's really what project-based learning is all about, is like creating something um, that, is, that inspires others and, and inspires people to be great. Um, and then the last topic is knowing what works. And so that's kind of a, a feedback loop for, for teachers. Um, but also for coaches, right? So it's that idea that coaches and athletes can, can kind of collaborate together to create a game plan where it doesn't have to just be the coach making all the, the calls and, and choices and creating the direction of the team. There, there should be some sort of buy-in or some collaborative effort. And so that's, that's the framework. And so I'm going to, again, just kind of um, introduce those basic concepts and and quickly probably for a couple of minutes um talk about that that you know school to sports framework um and the value of it but then really get into um the 
the resources that in the the way that my courses work is that they're screencasts, so you can you can do them at your own pace. Um, there's a video of me talking, so you'll be able to see me and hear me and um, be in my library basement with me. <laughs> and um, and also in a screencast, you'll be I'll be able to open files and take you through again some some examples of student work, some of my. Uh, I can show you anything that's on my on my screen. It's a recording on my screen, so I can take you to websites. I can show you podcasts. I can um, show you handouts that I've done in class, and all of that to to kind of um, make it more a little bit more specific. Again, I'm going to try to I'm work as hard as I can to make this something that all teachers uh, will get something out of. And my approach is is always the questions, right? Just like in, in teaching, it's it's really all about, especially with literature, but in general, it's it's all about really good questions. And so I'm here to kind of present you with really good resources and things to consider and then questions to ask where where you're the one that's really, and that's why I called it Teacher's Workshop because I wanted it to be like, like teachers with apostrophe S, like your workshop. Um, not necessarily, like obviously I have a lot of things that I'm, I'm that I do in my classroom that I think work uh, because I ask my students and um, they give me feedback about what works and but I work in a specific school district and I have I teach English um, but but I think it's um, yeah something that that uh, I'm here to kind of get you to, to just think about what it is that you do the specifics of, of what you do um, and and again think about how those things can can help not just a few, but all of your students. Um, how can the things that we do um, make life less stressful, especially when it comes to things like technology and um, you know handling class culture and different things like that? Um, how do we get our students to 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 both you know both us and our students to really enjoy being at school? We can have really good relationships with our students, um, and so I'll talk about really how I try, I try to make that happen. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the essence of, of what I'm after in this next course. But, uh, I would really appreciate it if you're still listening to, uh, to, to go and wherever you find your, wherever you're listening to this podcast to, to please give me a, a, a review. Um, I would really appreciate that. Thanks for listening, everybody.